Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio, joined by Randy Angston. What's up, fella? Hey, it feels like it's been forever. Has it, though? No. No. Long week. Mm-hmm. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> uh. It's only Tuesday. Got some uh, quick announcements, guys. We we uh, revamped the CLA, the Client Lifecycle Automation. That campaign's got some uh, new tweaks and turns, and uh, it's looking pretty good now. So we've got another workshop coming up uh, February 25th and 26th. Correct. Again, if you have not heard of the CLA, which is our client lifecycle automation, it's a completely automated system for your gym. We create it custom, right? You can create any email you want, any text message, any uh, voicemail broadcast. It, it, it basically hits all your leads to nurture to appointments, appointments to show, uh, show to conversions, getting past people back yeah, you know, after they that. cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, reminding people after they freeze uh, to that they're coming off of a freeze, uh, welcoming it's an onboarding sequence for your new clients, your trial conversions. Somebody no-shows on you, it's got a journey for that. If it's somebody cancels their uh, appointment, they got to be nurtured uh, nur- back to nurture, another one. Yep. Nurture for that. So it hits all these spots. It's got long-term nurture. We've got a whole year's worth of content in there for your email campaigns. Completely done with you in a two-day workshop. Uh, and just to reiterate, a lot of people, they may not know at the end of the two days, you've got a complete system done. It's not like theory. It's not, yep. we're, we're not teaching you like what automation can do. We're building it side by side. So you have a usable system uh, when you're done. And one of the biggest things that nobody even talks about is the fact that if you were to ever go to sell your operation, your gym, this system, the CLA is an asset to your business because it uh, it it hits. It's basically a system for the new owner to come in. Yeah, not that you're going to sell today. Something to talk about that you know you may not be considering. Like oh, you know, this thing isn't one of those things that it works this month, doesn't work next month. Like some of the campaigns you run on Facebook, they kind of die off, right? Or yep. You know, that six-week challenge everybody used to do doesn't work anymore. This is the system that will be in your business for five, 10 years from now, you'll be using this thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's as imperative a system or a software in the business as your merchant processor. Or mind body. or Yeah, exactly, or yeah. Your, cl- your class schedule or any of that. I mean, it's that's the thing. It's yeah. not something, it's, this isn't just a marketing play. Um, this is a system. More info and video on they can kind of see behind the scenes. Where's that? Yeah, winninggym.com slash workshop winninggym.com slash workshop. Perfect. Okay. Got that out of the way, guys. Uh, this this episode's all about staffing. When should you hire your next coach? When should you hire that front desk person? When should you hire your admin or whoever it is? And, mm-hmm. and this has been coming up. We're, we're in the seat right now. Pulse Fitness. We're interviewing right now, and we've got a need for a new coach, uh, actually two new coaches, uh, as well as front desk and admin stuff. And we have all this kind of stuff. We scaled way down, right? We scaled way down. We got rid of our front desk. We we didn't need it when we were closed. Mm-hmm. 
And we've just been managing it without it. We went kind of to a skeleton crew that like a lot of you guys did. Yeah, and, a lot of people are sitting in that boat, especially after last year. Yeah, or should have. Should be, did, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we cleaned it up. But the question is, do you do you hire before you have the need or do you wait till you have the need to hire? Yeah, and, and you know, obviously b- before we sat down here, we literally were going through this real time and, and living this problem or experience. And uh, that's the thing. I don't think there is like a perfect answer but we wanted to highlight a bunch of the reasons and the, th- the things you should be considering before making a decision one way or another. Uh, I think uh, this is one area where people don't consider all of the things at play. There's so many options. It's just, exactly. And, 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 and it's, it's one of those impromptu, you know, oh, we just we needed more. Pe- we needed another coach. So we just went and did it. Well, was it appropriate for the business uh, at that time? OK, so let's talk about semi-private training, for example. You know, one of the things that you have to consider when you're doing semi-private trainings, how many clients do you train during the hour? That comes to the conversation about capacity. So an easy way to get more capacity without hiring another coach is to add another available slot from four to five or from five to six. You now can take more clients per hour and you don't need to hire another coach. That by far is the smartest thing you can do if you're doing well with four. If you're you doing well, if you're not doing well coaching four people, then I would absolutely not, not recommend going to five. I like this. Before we dive, before you continue down this, because that's exactly where you should be first. Yeah. Why don't you articulate the, the ways of changing, you know, how can the business change revenue or create more revenue? How can the business make more money? Because I think that's where we need to preface that before explaining it, right? So we want to make more money. There's only certain things that we could do in order to make more money in the business. Right. So- Three ways to make yep. more money in every business. More clientele, right? You sign up more members, you make more money. Number two, you increase the average spend per customer. So mm-hmm. they're paying 99 now and you have 100 customers. That's 10 grand a month. You go to 150, that goes to 115,000 a month. Pretty simple math, right? You didn't, you didn't bring in any more clients. You just increased the average spend. Mm-hmm. The other thing is uh, sell more things to them more often. So profit centers, supplements, t-shirts, apparel, all those things, you can increase the total spend per client, not just the average spend, but the total spend. So those are the only three ways to generate more revenue. Mm-hmm. Now you can keep, keep. more, <laughs> you can keep more revenue by cutting expenses. Yeah. Uh, and that's absolutely something that you should have done uh, during this transitional time. And many of you did. And I've heard a lot of people are actually more profitable now with less clients than they were before. I wanted to preface that because as you were t- talking about adding more available training slots per hour, mm-hmm. that is right there is one of those things where you're you're not increasing, you're expense. not, exp- yeah, exactly. You're not adding an expense to increase the the revenue. There's no out of pocket in order to deliver on that with Within reason. Well, there isn't. There isn't because it's a great example of, well, depending on how you pay your coaches, that's the very first thing. Yeah. If you pay your coaches a flat salary or hourly wage, then by adding another slot in that hour, you you don't increase your salary. There's no extra burden. Yep. If you pay your coaches per head, per percentage, those are issues. Those are issues. You'll never get ahead. So if you think about the way you pay your staff, you can do it a couple different ways. The way we recommend is a flat pay. Like they're going to clock in and clock out and they're going to make X no matter what they do during those hours. Um, and and I, I hear both sides of this, guys. I hear 
you know, you shouldn't do that because then the gym takes all the risk if there's no, you know, nobody being trained mm -hmm. in that hour. Um, then, then my point of view, which is the opposite of that, is you can always find work yeah, for absolutely. those coaches to do. If they're not physically training the the clients at that hour, guess what? They're doing outreach. They're, I mean, not cleaning the gym, but they're generating. I, and I would put that back on. That's not the responsibility of the 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 person in that seat. That's not the coach's fault. It's you as the business owner who right. set their job, who created their job description. Right. That should be there no matter what. Yeah. So your coach is not just a coach. And that's what Tim's getting at. Co yeah, correct. And and the point is that it's up to the pressures on the gym, right? The yep. pressure pressures on the business to fill the schedule and to keep people on that coach's schedule and, and being trained. If you don't have enough clients, that's when you got to start looking at squeezing schedules and things like that. But let's go back to how you pay your coaches. If you pay a flat rate, there's no additional burden to salary when you add more people to those time slots. And that's kind of the way, you know, what's semi appealing about large group training is you, you pay the coach a class rate or whatever, and you can throw 50 people in sure. there. Now, we, we obviously don't recommend only large group training. We we switch to semi is our yep. is our thing. Switch to semi private training. But going back to should you hire a coach? If you're feeling the need to hire a new coach because you're full, look at extending the capacity first, going from four slots to five to six. If you're already at six and you're full there, yes, it's time to hire a new coach. However, things to think about: Do you need to hire somebody full time out the gate? Probably not. There's probably those four or five hours a day that you've got like a lot, like overflow. Yeah. Maybe you hire them for four hours. The point I'm going to make in this a couple of times is to to only hire when the need the is need there. The need is there. And it's tough because it's a catch-22. If you don't have the availability, you can't put people on the schedule. But if you have the availability and nobody put on the schedule, then you're paying too much to, for that. So you have to forecast, you have to look at your seasonal uh, months. You have to look at, do you drop off in the summer? Yeah. We do. We, we get crushed in the summer. It's 30% loss. Just It's too hot here. This is Arizona. Maybe in winter, you're in Canada yeah. and it's super you cold. Packed. You guys are cold in the winter and people like go to Florida, you know, yep. and live there for the summer or what, the winter or, or Arizona. Actually, everybody yeah, comes here. here. Yeah, yeah, that's why our busy time. So everybody's here. So things to consider now. I'm in a position where we're kind of in this weird transitional place where we need to hire a coach because we're losing a coach, right? So we're losing a coach. We know that. And we got to backfill that one. However, that one coach has six across the board. Yeah. Do we put a new coach that doesn't know our systems for, on day one with a seven hour straight six, 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 six? It's not really a smart thing. Yeah. You're asking for something to break. So- Ideally, we would hire another coach and let that float off. But now we've got the burden to fill up both coaches. So again, it's situational. One thing that I would tell, well, I'll, I'll hit that at the end. But but so in our position, we, we've got to hire two coaches because we don't want to put that new hire in a position where they're slammed yeah. and they burn out or, or, or the experience drops because sure. it will. It will. Yeah. So we're going to hire two coaches. But the justification for hiring two coaches is guess what? We're we're changing our facility. We're going into a new space. We want to groom the team by the end of the year. We want to have a full, we want to go into this new space full steam ahead. Yeah. So it makes sense to, to bite the bullet now, yeah. spread the clients out a little bit more. The experience stays there. And then we've got the new space coming and then it's just going to blow up. And those two new, two new coaches will be caught up by then.
Attention gym owners, are you ready to take your business to the next level? Join our exclusive Facebook group, Profit Accelerator, and unlock the potential to scale your gym to $30,000 a month and beyond. In the Profit Accelerator group, we're going to focus solely on helping gym owners just like you win. We offer regular training sessions and share our best proven strategies to boost your business. Join us now by searching for Profit Accelerator on Facebook. Be part of a community that's all about success and growth, the Profit Accelerator, where gym owners thrive. All right, now let's get back to the show. That's a lot of uh, thought and intentionality versus, ah, should we hire somebody today? Exactly. And that was kind of the reason that I thought, and with the conversation we've had with our clients lately, it's such, one, we all know that this is one of the hardest aspects of the industry, if not, or of this business, if not the. Is the turnover. Look, yeah. look, code, the, the average lifespan of a personal trainer is 12 months or less in this industry, globally, globally. So if you, you get a coach for two, three, four years, you're way ahead. Now, the question is, and this, this is something we're working with our new coaching client is he has a gym that, you know, you can only go so far, right? As a coach, you kind of like, this is it. You're going to, this is your ceiling. Sure. This is your bottom. And that's, you're, you're technically a cog in the, in the wheel. And unless there's another position for that person to move up to, they're probably going to leave. And, but actually this is funny. <laughs> Both new coaching clients have the same issues, different ways. Our coaching client number two has the internal need that it, that he feels like he has to open up a third location to give those people opportunities so they don't leave them. Wow. And we had a discussion yesterday about this. I'm like, look, man, if they wanted to make more money, they can go start their own gym yeah, and, take, yeah. and take all the risk that you're taking. You don't need to open up another gym just so they don't leave you. They, they want to make more, they can go do it. Obviously that you don't want that to be the case. Um, so we're working through that together in a custom fashion through our coaching program to determine what's the next move for him. That's that's coaching client number two. No, coaching client number one is his coaches kind of just do the, are the status quo and he can't ever get anything out, out of them more than what they're doing. And mm. and he feels like there's no because there's no reason to. There's no sure. there's no there's step no up. There's, there's no, no incentive beyond that. Sure. I'm getting paid to do this job and I'm moving on. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, you're going to find different people in this world that are motivated by different things. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a great example. Just had a conversation. My dad was over, was, uh, my daughter's birthday. We're doing a birthday party. My dad was, we were talking about this for whatever reason. This is what we talk about. He said, when we were working in this hotel, he was in the uh, hospitality industry. He was a project manager building hotels and stuff and operational stuff. There was a housekeeper that was the best housekeeper. Juanita was her name. He told me, he's like, this housekeeper is awesome. She just was better than everybody else. Everything was clean, perfect, right where it needed to be, the crisp corners. And anytime they put somebody with her, she would, you know, they would, she would train them up and move on and everything. And they gave her the opportunity, like, look, you're the best. You are the best at what you do. We, we want to put you in a managerial position and coach everybody up to do what you're doing. Sure. And, she, and it was triple the money triple the money and she turned it down because she didn't want the responsibility of decision making and having people rely or uh, that, she, that yeah she, she was in charge of too, yeah isn't that interesting that isn't is that interesting that is. she was the best at what she did she can make three times what she's doing but she wanted to clock in clock out and just do her job and that's what she wanted to do with her life not everybody has the same drive as a as a entrepreneur that's listening to this app. Like if you're listening to this, you're, you're not Juanita. You're probably not that. You're yeah. not Juanita. Yeah. You're not Juanita. But there are people in this world 
we can't figure it out because that's not in our DNA that one o'clock in, one o'clock out and do their job and they want to do it great. And that's all they want to do. Yeah. But it's not some. That's uh, the masses. And you can see that you can see that by the way that society structured, you know, business is structured in society. There's not a million. Well, I mean, okay, lack of numbers, right? There's not the same percentage of entrepreneurs and managerial positions as there are the people fulfilling the work. So most people just, they're just motivated to go collect a paycheck, but they don't want to do one ounce more work. Right. Even if it comes with one ounce more, you know, a little bit more pay. No, it's like, hey, cool, I'm content here. Mm-hmm. Comfort, satisfaction, risk, reward, all of that stuff's figured out. And I bet you do personality types, you know, all they're all the same personality types. The entrepreneurial ones, we're off all far rockers. And you like, would think if you are in an entrepreneurial, like that's your profile on Facebook, typically all you're seeing is all these grinders and people yeah. push in and, you know, you got to work hard and make more money. That's not the majority. No. But that's what you think is the majority because that's what you're being fed, spoon fed with the algorithm. You see these grinders and this this guy just, you know, posting his, his check on there. I just made 20 Gs, yeah. you know, and his new car and all this stuff. And you think everybody's like that, but no, there's there's way more Juanitas in the world and there's way more coaches that are just happy to do their job. So don't feel the need to open up a third location or create these these levels in your gym that don't need to be there, like mm-hmm. middle management style stuff, just to give your pl- person a place to go. To combat that, if you don't have that structure in your gym, you can absolutely put coaches in charge of specific things in your gym that go... Well, you know, on top of their training role. Sure. And you can, they can make more money that way. Absolutely. Maybe it's program design. Maybe it's putting together challenges. Maybe it's outreach. Maybe it's they're the accountability coach. Maybe they do nutrition. Maybe you incentivize them on supplement sales. You know, maybe they want to do some sales and you give them a little kickback on the sales mm-hmm. stuff. And there's, there's other things you can do. One word of caution is two, two words of caution. First one is coaches are great coaches for a reason. It's because they're probably not good at sales and they're probably not good at these other things. Word of caution. Number two, the second word of caution is you can't pile on the stuff onto your coaches that already have a full schedule and there's Mm -hmm. no other time for them to do that stuff. You have to build in breaks and hours off during your schedule for them to do those extra responsibilities. So you take them off the floor, which again, you're not making revenue in that capacity, that hour, uh, but you're having them do other things. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of things to make a business run, you know? Yes. And, and that's something that I think, why are coaches so diva-ish? Like we, we hold them, we put them on this damn pedestal. Coaches put themselves on a pedestal. Like the coaching position in this industry is so mind-blowing versus a position in like every other, like every other job out there, it, right? It, it, comes it is with, interesting. And it, well, it's because the, the, the coach-client relationship, mm-hmm. they hear it from the client, how great they are. I don't know what to do without you. You're the best coach I've ever had. And they just get this big head and they don't think they're replaceable. <laughs> so every other hour, right, on their job, the, between training sessions, they just scrub toilets. That should be, it's just like, well, let's, they'll, let's, let's, they'll run out the door. <laughs> yeah. They'll run out the door. But it's like, you know, like, but to your point about giving them other responsibilities, but the time to do it, guys, you don't need a full-time admin necessarily to do some of this supplementary work if this is stuff that you have the the team to do that's capable of doing it and room on the schedules 
just to put it on their, you know, to put that on their plate. Yeah. It might be, you know, maybe you take the team that you already have and everybody makes a little bit more money, but it's still a hell of a lot less than one full-time employee, but all of the work gets done. Tim and I use the term, you know, you got to have the right people in the right seats of the bus. The hardest thing to do is add another seat to that bus. Like there's always that filling, you got to fulfill, you know, the burden of, of paying that person's wage. And, and I would tell you to, to find good quality coaches, it seems like it's harder now than it's ever been. So there's some things that you can do now, even if you don't need another coach mm-hmm. to put you in a position where you're not that. scrambling. Cause it seems like here that we only look for a coach when we when need, you need it. it. And sometimes that could lead to a bad hire because you're rushing to make a decision. So there's ways to do it. First thing I would do and we will do is just put a job posting on your website, you know, careers or jobs or whatever, and just keep, keep it on there and be able to collect resumes all year long. Even if you don't need it, build the pipeline of candidates that you can reach out to or email when there is a position open. Sure. That's, that's one thing that we're going to do pretty much right away because we don't want to, because like I said, it's a, you got a lifespan on these coaches great that if you had somebody in your organization for 10, 15 years, that's great. However, it's not normal. It's not the norm, yeah. Think about all the people that came and go went for that one person to go 10 years in your organization. So that's one thing, thing to think about. Number two is you could always be out on Indeed and have a posting there and just, you know, five bucks a day or whatever it is and just have it out there mm-hmm. to, to collect resumes more proactively than passively by having it on your website. That's the second thing. Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember, you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. Third thing, I've never done it, but there's a lot of good things to say about an internship program. I know some great coaches and gym owners that do these and they live and die by the, by the, um, you know, the internship. One of them is Justin Grinnell up in Michigan. He's got a real good tie into Michigan state and he's got an internship program where he gets them from the college and they're, mm-hmm. you know, and they're working for free, but they're learning the systems they're learning, you know, about the industry. And, and that's awesome. Frank Nash does a great job doing this. Um, again, we never did it here for a couple of reasons in my head. And it's probably the wrong way to think about it. I'll be open and honest with you guys. I, I just didn't want to babysit somebody and, and feel like I had to make sure that they were learning and coaching and, and making sure that I was worried about this person that we may never hire. Yep. Taking away from the experience from the client. Sure. And I just, for me, it, I, I'm sure you guys can shoot 15 holes in that argument, but that was just way my mind worked and still is, but whatever. Internship programs are a great way. Uh, we've got a great relationship with Exos. Exos is right up the street. We we just, you know, anytime we have an opening, we reach out to them, see if they have any great candidates. They do great education through, uh, you know, mentorship programs mm-hmm. and internship programs from there. We know if we get an, an Exos coach that they already know the lingo, they understand how we train. We're very in alignment with what Exos does. A lot of our programs designed come from the coaches that came from Exos. And it's that's the way we've always operated. 
Uh, just went to lunch with their one of their employees, and he sent us a new resume today. So it's you know, uh, it's great to have those relationships. Relationships, yeah. Sure. And, and, I, and I think there's other ones out there. I know there's. Uh, I think there's uh, down the street the other way, isn't there? Um, oh, I have to come up with the name, but there's another um, company that does a lot of education, education right around right? CrossFit well, and stuff. Too. I don't know where they went up here. I, I think even NASM's out here. Or right, I think that right, you know, but yeah. like there's there's organizations, there's, and I'm pretty sure you can get. I think you can even reach out to some of them and have some feelers on people that are going through their pro, their programs. If you have, you know, obviously, you know, a massive need or how bad, mm-hmm. you know, you need candidates. There, there are places you can go for sure. I like that local or that the feeder system from from somebody who's in alignment. Yeah, you know, like it, that wouldn't work with just any organization no. you know that was certifying people like you we wouldn't just take those candidates just because they had something Mm-mm. so i like that that's a great idea and that's a good one too because that's the only way to prevent that kind of firing in the spot you're not firing on this but like hiring on the spot almost like that need of yeah. holy you know we, we need somebody today or yesterday you know i know and, and it sucks because a lot of times you get what two weeks notice coaches yeah. moving on they're moving we've had coaches you know move for great reasons mm-hmm. we've had you know they got married and moved to in Oakland, you know, yep. like we had a great coach there. Yep. You know, she moved. Some, some coaches want to go off and do their own thing. That's going to happen, especially in today's world of online coaching. This is, seems to be the norm. I think it's been accelerated by the fact that uh, gyms were closed, closed and sure. the online training took off. Um, that's sometimes going to happen. Going back to school or moving family. A lot of it's marriage. Like they move with the with the husband or the wife or whatever, and they go, to, you know, whatever. So there's a lot of reasons why coaches the, leave. Yeah, it's probably the average age of the younger coaches. You know, where, yeah, where where they are in their personal lives, like the, all those things are. It's like our clients, right? Like our clients re- leave for certain reasons. It's not those usually. It's you know later in life stages. So exactly. And why why we prefer that. We like the older clientele Mm -hmm. because they have roots. Yeah, exactly. They They don't have all of those variables that take them from location to location. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked about that, guys. Just just kind of recap on that. The um, you know, we've always found that our our lower memberships or or boot camp team training um, seems to have a lower lower retention than our personal training clients. And and we look at the ages, and the ages of the people in our boot camps, the high metabolic training. They're typically younger, and you know, when you're younger, you get a new promotion at work you move you get married school like everything keeps yeah, you keeps so you moving variables. around because yeah. i i think about when i was a little bit younger i was moving all over the place you know mm-hmm. i was you know different states different within the same state moving around so same thing with the coaches if you're hiring young coaches that that's also something that could happen as well mm-hmm. yeah these are just things and again we just wanted to highlight this because we've seen a lot of people out there just like oh i need you know i'm hiring a new coach but then they think about, you know, three months on the road. It's like, how the hell am I going to afford to keep this person on staff? Well, that's because you made the decision way too, way yeah. too prematurely, or you should have exhausted these options first. First, yeah. All of this, though, these are the things that we teach in our coaching program. And this is why we are so specific, detail-oriented. I mean, this is literally like week two. <laughs> Delivery uh, systems. Like, we're going to talk about all of this stuff with you. But And week two, yeah. Yeah, we got a nice new crop of... Uh, Mm-hmm. coaching clients. So that's that's exciting for us. So guys, if you're interested in, in private, we call it our private client coaching program. It's basically, it's one-on-one coaching. It's one-on-one coaching. You're going to work with me. You're going to work with Randy and we've got our curriculum and then it goes in any direction we need to go. Um, staffing might be your issue. We're going to talk all about that. Maybe it's, you need to, you understand that semi-private is the way to go and you're not sure how to get there something that we're great at. So that's what people come to us for, for the coaching program. If you want to jump on a call, 
Randy. <laughs> pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. Slash call. Do we have our SMS set up yet for the... What day is today? Tuesday? I mean, we can absolutely make sure that... Yeah, sure. So if you want to... Let's get the phone number. Yeah, I don't have the phone number offhand. So the ne- next, next episode, episode next yeah. episode, um, one of the things I've been working on, is, I, I talked to all you guys. You know, you call me with with the things you want to know and things like that. And so there's been a clear understanding that uh, what we do with automation isn't as easy to understand as it, as we talk about it. So I wanted to give you guys a clear example of of what that stuff is like. So next episode, I'm going to have a, a keyword that you'll text in and you'll see exactly what we do with our CLA exactly how this actually will work in your business. Mm -hmm. You'll have an opportunity if you do decide to jump on a call, we could do a demo, but uh, it'll be pretty cool. Kind of just a little like, you know, on the spot demo of of its own. And and then you'll see this, you'll be like, oh, we can use this at the gym too. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that is, it is apples for apples, like the same idea. We'll just customize it to what, you know, you're doing within your firm. Oh yeah. Fun. All right, cool, guys. So that's it for this episode. Hopefully you're not under the gun that you need to hire somebody. You're, you're prepared and you're, you're walking through the reasons and the right times to hire um, instead of just, you know, reactionary. Yeah. So go do work. Guys, until next episode, keep changing lives. See you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now by clicking the subscribe button on Apple iTunes. And if you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you do us a quick favor, rate and review the podcast. See, this lets the platform know that we're doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge help and we'd be extremely grateful. And if you're interested in growing your fitness business as well, go ahead and head on over to timlyonsbook.com and pick up a free copy of my book, Built to Grow. Until next time, keep building something great.